the years since I began to write about Hertzi, I've changed, of course, and so have the people who read the books. All times are changing times. A Taurus is on of massive, rapid moral and mental transformation. Archetypes turn into millstones. Large simplicities get complicated. Chaos becomes elegant. And what everybody knows is true turns out to be what some people use to think it's unsettling. For all our delight in the impermanent, the entrancing flicker of electronics, we also long for the unalterable. We cherish the old stories for their changelessness. Arthur dreams eternally in Avalon. Bilbo can go there and back again. And there is always the beloved familiar share. Don Quixote sets forever to kill a windmill. The people turn to the realms of fantasy for stability, ancient truths, immutable simplicities. And the mills of capitalism provide them. Supply meets demand. Fantasy becomes a commodity, an industry. Commodified fantasy takes no risk, events nothing, but imitates and trivializes, proceeds by depriving the old stories of their intellectual and ethical complexity, turning their actions to violence, their actors to dolls, and their truth-telling to sentimental platitude. Heroes brandish their swords, lasers, and wands, as mechanically as combined harvesters, ripping profits. Profoundly disturbing moral choices are sanitized, made cute, made safe. They passionately conceived ideas. The great storytellers are copied, stereotyped, reduced to toys, molded in bright colored plastic, advertised, sold, broken, junked, replaceable, interchangeable. What the commodifiers of fantasy count on and exploit is the insuperable imagination of the reader child or adult, which gives even these dead things life of a sort for a while. Imagination, like all living things, lives on. Imagination, like all living things, lives now, and it lives with, from, on through change. Like all we do and have, it can be co-opted and degraded, but it survives commercial and didactic exploitation. The land outlasts the empires. The conquerors might leave desert, where there was forest and meadow, but the rain will fall, the rivers will run to the sea. The unstable, mutable and dreadful realms of once upon a time are as much a part of human history and thought as the nations in our kaleidoscopic atlases, and some are more enduring. We have inhabited both the actual and imaginary realms for a long time. But we don't live in either place, the way our parents or ancestors. Enchantment alters with age, with the age. We know of a dozen different Arthurs now, all of them true. The Shire changed irrevocably, even in Bilbo's lifetime. Don Quixote went riding out to Argentina and met George Luis Borges there. Tu sais la même chose, que va change. It's been a joy to me to go back to Artsy and find it still there, entirely familiar, and yet change it and still changing. What I thought was going to happen is not what's happening. People are not who or what I thought they were, and I lose my way on islands I thought I knew by heart. So these are reports of my explorations and discoveries, tales from Heartsea. For those who have liked it or think they might like the place, or who are willing to accept this hypothesis, things changes, 
Authors and wizards are not always to be trusted. Nobody can explain a dragon. We're gonna get to go to the beach because you're attending the early international meeting of the cybernetic socialists. And this year it's been organized in Yugoslavia. You are all gathering on the small village of Savtat in a massive hotel that has been built to provide good Adriatic vacations for the workers of the country. It looks like a sprawling cruise ship that has been swallowed by the forest and stays overlooking to the beach, every room turning towards the Adriatic Sea so that everyone has their perfect sight. Now, there are impressive conference rooms here, but it has been an hectic, busy few days. And today is a more relaxed day in which you are all free to do whatever you want on the afternoon. And there are a lot of summer activities that are available that were prepared in advance for the organizers for you to indulge into. But now after after a session of meetings and uh, sessions, you are gathered for lunch. And it is the system for gang and rapture was there as an invitation because, hey, you are curious about this whole cybernetic thing. Come to this conference and you'll be able to learn. So, all of you, you had different sessions which uh, you organized. So, Subarana talked about Nostra America, the Chilean Argento led Communist Alliance, which has been important to reorganizing the the resistance of South America to American imperialism and despite there being heavy reservations against El Puerto's influence it needs support from the non-alignment movement and cybernetic international in order to succeed and her point was mostly about how supporting North America can be helping resistance against the military dictatorship in Brazil. And it was a session that uh, went okay once she talked about the War of 74 and the return of uh, Salvador Allende to the public life and endorsing the efforts of North America. King Ona, she did not present her own stuff. Instead, she because there is a noticeable absence, which is the delegation from Pakistan. And she presented a message from them in which the IC control is getting more aggressive and more neglectful. So they have been trying to give the much needed support to the people as they try to run the government from the back of trucks. But also they are sending a warning that uh, there are seems to be troop movements in the Russian border 
and they wanted to send the alert to the rest of the cybernetic international that Andropov aligned forces seemed to be planning an invasion of Afghanistan and Pakistan under the pretense of putting down the reactionary forces backed by the CIA and ICE. Lensfire presented the work of many South American and African non-alignant movement scientific groups on the ecological impact of electronics production and finally delivers a proposal based on the Chilean Sheko low computing automatization that has been deployed in the copper mines of the country and how they can have an important impact on the electrification of the third world in mass, which will be essential for any future past the current energy crisis. So what were the three talks that uh, you covered and uh, which of you had the keynote talk just before the lunch now? I think Berserkir would be talking about uh, how uh, and how Hyperborea has been you know, resisting the imperial forces of both the USSR and the American Empire in a very clumsy fashion, basically the same way. Like, they never really... Uh, like fiddling with note cards, like trying to answer questions and like, uh, very awkwardly. Not a very good uh, public speaker, Berserk here is. Oh man, stop me if you heard this one before, but Johnny Jennings is also not a good public speaker. <laughs> not in, Not in the same way, like it's not like a fumbling type of thing. It's just that he tends to talk extremely technically and not in a way that is especially engaging to an audience, so it tends to be kind of dry. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Brad has put into chat. Uh, Johnny's a great lecturer, terrible speaker. Accurate. He talks like he's just like teaching a college class and like a, a very advanced college class on on sort of new communications technologies, especially stuff that can be decentralized away from any form of existing authority and things that can be kind of built within communities and kind of localized to their needs. So he talks a lot about that, and then he sort of devolves into a long ramble about interstellar communication and what those forms might look like. And it ends pretty, does, I think, like a Q&A uh, session at the end, just being like, does anybody have any questions? And very few people do, because there just hasn't been, it's just like this, everybody by the end of it is just either a little confused, kind of asleep, and maybe like one person in the room is just like, this is cool, I followed all of that. Mood. What is John Doe going to talk about? Theory. <laughs> and getting soul. Uh, the theory of getting soul. <laughs> the, theor- the, theory of, the theory of community organization as it uh, applies to setting up a gym and getting ripped. No. Um, reading State and Revolution while doing curls. Curls are a vanity exercise. Actually, I think John Doe is going to talk about organizing superhero task forces using his experience over the past however many months have passed in game since we started and of how working with a team feels and how team-based organization with super with people with unique powers should work at least from his current experience uh john joe is an okay speaker as last i guess he is the keynote and really, I think where John Doe's strength the speaker comes is he's giving lots and lots of weird details that other people would have missed about how 
teams of people with powers can work because uh, not only have we been on a team of people with powers, but uh, we've been fighting lots of teams with peoples of powers and how their organization failed and ours succeeded. All right, and you are outside all at the same table having lunch while overlooking the bay. So beyond the buffet, you have also on the menu prune, onions and tomato pasticada, black risotto with grilled squid, absmalcane mahune, aka green brains fried with butter and breadcrumbs. So what's the talk at the table? If it's all of system four at a table, and Rapture. Well, White Walker is not there. Oh no, that's worse. That's, yeah. wait, 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 hold on. Where is she? Well, she's with Carietta uh, and Aurora. I think you think they are in, in the indoor pool. Okay. Okay. So, oh, she's, but she's not within sight. Oh no. No, she's not within sight. Okay, something bad's happening. This Voidwalker is off murdering Henry Kissinger right now. John Doe does, in fact, just say there, just, I know she's a full member of the team, and I would never, ever imply otherwise. But does it make anyone else nervous when we know Voidwalker is about, but don't know where they are? Oh, yeah, every time. Very much so. It's like, it's like dealing with cats. You, you know, there's the quiet of, hmm, this is suspiciously quiet right now. That's actually a great way of putting it, honestly. It's, it's, a, it's very much like the feeling of having a cat. It's just, I was just, why can't I see you? And I just hear weird noises happening, like, you know, three rooms away. Yeah, I, well, also, uh, everyone, you did great. Uh, everyone who spoke, you guys all did good. I don't know. I got very confused by the modern terminology, and I thoroughly believe, uh, well, I think I got a lot of terms mixed up. I, I don't know. You did fine. Yeah, no, you did good. I mean, jo- I mean, Johnny did great. I mean, I had to take take notes, but I, I think I got it. Honestly, hey, I just want to say hugely flattering that you chose to take notes. That's very kind of you. That I felt that. Listen, I mean, maybe it's just the professor in me that just that 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 felt really nice. I just I just appreciate it. That's all. I don't even know. I mean, like, I'm not necessarily saying I think it was the most significant topic that was discussed at a, like overall. And I just you know, it just felt nice to be paid attention to. I mean, I told Kiona to take notes, but. She just yelled at me and then copied mine. Hey, this is not even my work. I get to copy. That's I don't think that's how this works. I do not think you just. Now, listen, gang, I, I, I will just hop in here and say, as someone who has worked in education for quite a period of time, that the system of denying each other the ability to share notes and everything is all sort of built on a weird sort of capitalist meritocracy. And we don't really need to engage in all that. I'm just saying, it's actually fine if she had to copy your notes, but as long as she's, you know, as Kiona, I think you should, you know, at least, just, just, you know, just, I'm just saying y'all should probably like work in, in closer concert there. I think, I think it'd be helpful as far as understanding the material. As you say that, John Doe sighs, takes his notebook, and just hands it down the line. And Lens Flare just fucking makes like a hard like copy of it, and it's just like, I got it. Yeah, it's like, why are you even trying? Why are you even trying? So, a little bit. Look, notes are hard. Sometimes my hand knows what it's doing and my brain doesn't. Notes are so hard. What are we going to do after lunch? Good question. I think I'm going to go into town. You know, there's the ferry that is going all the way 
old evil city of Dravovnik. And I think I'll just go on a walk around the, the village. Explore stuff that a bit. I'm going to be honest with you. When we talked about when we initially said we were going to a beach, I sort of figured it was going to be something a little bit more tropical. So my plan was to drink Mai Tais in the pool. I'm sorry. It was the conference of the cybernetic socialists. <laughs> uh, so laughs. Like, if it was tropical, we will be the ones hosting it. No, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I, don't get me wrong. In retrospect, everything about sort of the chain of events makes perfect sense. And it's like this is this is an egg on my face situation, and I get that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, I think I'm still gonna go for a swim, but the Mai Tais feel like that's probably not really gonna probably not really gonna happen. It's been way too long since I've been in the ocean or sea or whatever salt water. You want to join me? Absolutely, John. I mean, if we're all going, I, yeah, I'll go for a swim. I just listen. I do have a request for the both of you, extremely superpowered, like physically superpowered individuals. Can you not just sort of make me look like an absolute clown in the water? No promises. No. It's it's for my vanity more than anything else. But I, I can't. I, that's not something I could promise you. Fair. I'm not. I, I'm not upset about it. It's just you know. It's just I thought I'd ask. I mean. Yeah, go swimming. Maybe we. I mean, we can always catch up with all with everybody later. This is a good location. Yeah, of course. Oh, it is an excellent location. This is. I mean, Dito got here a very nice place. This is. I did not know what to expect when I heard about a resort town for workers, but it was not this. Yeah, I kind of. I, I didn't expect this either, but I think it's it's a good change of pace. Uh, sidebar. Lou, as of well, I'm a victim of the American school system. Uh, what kind of climate is this region? Uh, it is literally the Adriatic Sea. It is literally the definition of Mediterranean. Ah, thank you. Ooh, so a perfectly nice place to swim. Oh yeah. You know, you know what we should try to do earlier is just like sit outside and just like have some nice wine. Ooh, just like some nice wine before dinner. I feel like this is the right place to appreciate just a, re- a really nice bottle of something. I am inclined to agree with you. I don't remember that we have the, the big dinner tonight. Kingoner uh, points out, you don't want to get, you know, too drunk when we're going to be up to 3 a.m. drinking. Oh, I, I, I listen, that's a great point. I will just sort of throw this back. When have you ever seen me get too drunk in the entire time that we've known each other? System for Christmas party. That was not too drunk. That was holiday appropriate drunk. This is not a holiday. It is a vacation. Uh, it, no, it's 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 a definition of a holiday, according to our European counterparts. I'm using the sort of I'm using the terms I understand. Uh, this is a vacation, but it is not a holiday. I mean, holiday in terms of like, you know, named holiday. Is this even really a vacation? I mean, we're kind of here doing work too. The business vacation. It's a work trip, so still some. Loot. Still some partying. I know we've covered this in lore before. Is this the first one of these uh, conferences? I didn't think it was. No, no, there have been plenty of these. He's like the fourth one. 
Okay. And John's going to just very calmly just... I'm going to give everyone an important reminder because I forgot it was the big dinner tonight. I know we're having lunch now, but you might want to have a second lunch and then dinner before the drinking starts. I actually hard endorse that. Okay, so let's sort of revisit the plan. Let's go wine and... Just like a nice, not like full lunch, but like a like a spread, you know, like a like a like a charcuterie spread. And you pick up some nice uh, some nice tin fish, nice big spread. You could just kind of fill up on that with some wine, then you know, go do something, then dinner. I I heartily heartily endorse that. Okay, so how about this? Let's go swimming, and then kind of in the middle there, we'll uh, we'll kind of maybe take a quick trip into town for the to go to the market sort of see what's around uh, and I'll just get us uh, get us a nice spread together we can come and just like sit out on the on the balcony here and just sort of take in the surroundings just enjoy the local cuisine sounds perfect Johnny silently just considers what it might be like to just move here <laughs> moving to the cybernetics in Yugoslavia it'd be a good place to retire mm. which he's not like at an age yet where He's just like, it's time, but he's like, he's definitely at an age where he's like, I should start having a plan about this. Superhero seems to have a much earlier retirement age than, say, like, uh, manager. <laughs> seems like it's hard on the knees and back. Yeah, he's definitely. I know Border Gore is still going strong. Listen, we can't all be Border Gore. Border Gore is a specimen. I feel like we just said his name three times and now he has to appear like fucking Beetlejuice. <laughs> he just shows up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you rang? You are looking around and there is a small stone path leading to a raised courtyard where there is a piano bar also overseeing the bay and the, the restaurant dining room and you see a familiar face there. You see Efim Volkov, also known as Matioska, sitting there on the bar having a drink. Oh no, didn't we kick his ass? Is is this how it feels to be you guys when I realize I recognize someone? This is actually basically it, yeah. What the fuck is he doing here? I mean, it, it's a worker's resort. I mean, he's probably... Do you want to go talk to him make sure we don't have to have a superhero fight? I would certainly prefer to avoid. It just feels like it would be in bad taste. We are staying here for like, how long are we staying here? Is it just like a week? Is it like a weekend? Four days. It's like it's, we're going to be here for like four or five days, so we should probably not try to just go up. Just do what I do. Go up and say hi. So I'll buy him a drink. That'll do it. I had to go talk to Volkov just to be like, hey, are we cool or can we be cool? Yeah, you get to the upper promenade and the bar and uh, you see Matioska and you also see that all the other guests sitting around and the waiters standing in the bar and the one playing the piano, they are all him. So you are surrounded by Evin Volkov and uh, he raises a glass to you. Ah, I'm a man. Uh, Johnny looks around and all of the various Volkovs and just like, now, which one should I offer buying a drink for? Just at the bar, I'm guessing. Well, they are covered by the say, so don't worry about that. So, how's the conference treating you? You know, it's, uh, 
It's been, I mean, you know, productive so far. Mostly looking forward to sort of more of the relaxing elements of it, but it's been pleasant enough. How about you? Well, to be honest, I've spent the last few days thinking if I was going to pull a hit on you. You know, hurtful, but fair. I get it. We we definitely sort of left off on um, fairly uncomfortable terms. But, uh, you know, if it's all right with you, I'd like to extend a sort of truce between us just for the length of this sort of more buttoned down event, if that's all right. I think it's all right. I decided against it because I will not want to compromise my primary job by getting expelled from Yugoslavia. That would also be, yeah, that would be a real bummer. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if the rest of the country's anything like this, this is gorgeous. So I wouldn't, I would want to be able to hang out. Yeah. So uh, what are you looking forward to at the, at the conference? Oh, I'm not here for this conference. I'm here because I'm trying to secure a meeting with Titan and uh, he happens to be on Safta. I have uh, a message from Chernenko. Seeks to bury the hatchet, you know, comes with some agreement with the Yugoslavian republics. I wish you the best on that one. I hope it all works out well. Yeah, I mean, you probably will not like it because this whole thing is because of your whole deal with the Vulcan and uh, helping Romanov and his faction. Figuring Romanov is becoming way too popular. And the uh, boss man is afraid that uh, he's going to be the next premier. I maybe don't have as much of a dog in that fight as it might it might seem. But, you know, I am watching the situation with interest. I realize that that sounds uh, that's a very sort of politician answer about it. But uh, in true, you know, well, Russian politics are going to be what they're going to be. You know, how did it fail? Sorry, what? How did it fail? You know? Going back again to the moon? I'll be honest with you, Efim, it didn't feel good. You want to know what was the worst part? It's stupid. It's a stupid thing for it to be the worst part. <laughs> uh, everything about the moon was stupid, but go on. They put up a fucking fountain. They put a fountain for that sick son of a... They put up a fountain where he gave the order. Well, glad to know that my comrades died for... A fountain. You know, on that one, I uh, I think I'm right there with you. Hey, um, I know I said the thing about buying you a drink earlier. At this point, I think I'd like to sort of reintroduce the option. Not so much. We don't have to talk. I just uh, I'd like to sit with you and have one if that's all right. Yeah, I'll be around. Hopefully, we'll get the opportunity. You know, between the talks on the break. I don't know, maybe if you're going to hit the sauna later, you can go there. And he points towards the glass windows that lead to the indoor pool and the sauna. And you can see Aurora and Carietta uh, and Voidwalker arguing quite intensely about something. Yeah, uh, that sounds nice. I'm not entirely sure of what the specifics of my schedule are for the rest of the, the, rest of the time. But, uh, you know, uh, just swing by my room or, uh, you know, drop a message at the front desk. We'll, uh, we'll work something out. I think it'd be nice to just have a chat with somebody who kind of gets it. Yeah. You know, see you around. I'll be here until the weekend. Yep. Sounds good. I'm going to go, uh, figure out what's going on in that fight that's happening in the pool. You can call the others. They literally can see you from here. 
Uh, I do. I wave them. I just, I, I think I just like cut my hands around my mouth and it's just like, hey, y'all, Voidwalker's arguing with the other two at the pool. Should we talk to him? John Doe crams the last bite of food in his mouth and then gets up to run. What are our vacation fits? What are our conference fits? <laughs> Johnny, considering that he is here as the highwayman, he is in a full like a I mean, like a college lecturer suit because that's what we were just, you know, giving talks. So he was dressed like he was supposed to be giving a talk so with a suit, no tie, just unbuttoned at the top. Uh, but he does still have the bandana and Stetson on like and uh, like so he still has like the highwayman sort of top section but he has the, the suit from the neck down basically so he looks like a weird middle ground between his college professor persona and his highwayman persona hey i think in keeping with uh john doe tradition he's wearing jeans and a cutoff because that's what he wears everywhere unless legally required otherwise graphic t-shirt this one in true homage to highwayman says i'd rather be fishing I think Johnny does appreciate that. I should also, I forgot to mention cowboy boots, Natch. Yeah, I gotta. Oh, John Doe's in sandals instead of his normal shoes. I think Joachim would be in a very formal, but and like traditional, you know, biking outfit. So very colorful, a lot of lace, lace like the easy colors, not the like blues or purples, but easy colors to dye or to find dyes for. I like that. Alright, so you go inside and you approach and you can see Arguing. I always wanted to go deep sea diving. Look at how blue the water is. Come on. I only have one day which we can actually enjoy. Just let's do that. And Carietta. Yeah, but we're gonna have the ferry to the, the Rovnik now. They always wanted to see to the old city. They talk so well about it. It's supposed to be beautiful. And Voidwalker is just tapping her feet. No, we are on the beach resort. We just stay on the beach. We go to a walk to South Dad, And we just languish on the beach and go for a swim. It's the best use of everything. We can, we can literally do those things any other time. And they keep arguing. Just shouting over each other. Hey, I don't want to tell y'all what activity y'all should spend your time with. I will say that y'all are starting to terrify the other hotel guests. Fine. And Void Walker sums out. Void's co- John looks at Johnny, and in that knowing look that only a set of parents can share, he says that he's going to go talk to Void Walker. Yeah, Johnny fully like nods after her as as she storms off. He's just like, yeah, you 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 need to you need to do that. Wow, Void Walker, why do they let you have two dads and a third parent? <laughs> so yeah, John will go over to talk to Void Walker. Mm, what do you say for the others? Johnny, go. I start trying to draw up a complicated schedule about like how they could manage to do at least a little bit of what everybody wants. And I start talking about the importance of compromise in great detail. Mm-hmm. As that it's very, it's very old man and very boring. Yeah. And, uh, our, our, and, uh, here we had started kind of feeling bad. Yeah. I guess we can at least manage to do two things. If we compromise, I like I just think, you know, I mean, 
I think you'll have a little bit of time to do what everybody wants. Maybe you won't be able to like lean into it as much as you like. But I mean, the truth is, we'll all be back here at some point. This way, you can kind of have a bucket list ready for next year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there always be that. And, you know, if if something's not going to work out, we can probably figure out uh, maybe a way where you might be able to sort of take a stab at this kind of stuff, uh, you know, even when you're not here. Um, deep sea diving, there's, you know, there's a lot of great spots for that just sort of all over the world. So and uh, you get to the door of uh, Void Walker's room and it's closed. John sighs, does a gentle knock. Yes. It's John, can I come in? No, I'm not feeling great. Can I? Mm, my my head kind of hurts. Well, uh, I've got some Tylenol. Excuse me, we can't say Tylenol, that's a brand. I've got some uh, pain, I've got some headache medicine. I think you should just do what the other two want. I'll rest today and tomorrow before taking the plane. We spend some time on the beach. I'll stay inside and rest. The the heat seems to be getting to me. Voids, come on. I mean, you know, you'll probably regret not coming out with everyone. I will, but uh, again, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm really not feeling great. And I was looking forward to at least walk a bit in the afternoon. So here's the deal. You don't have to. I don't know for sure what what Liz and Carrie are doing, but me, Johnny, and uh, well, excuse me, because Johnny's here under his identity. I need to ruin that. Me, Highwayman, and Yokim are gonna hit the beach in the afternoon ourselves. If you see us out there and you want to join us, you know I'm all, I always like to have you. I would love that. All right. See you then. Okay. John smiles. Grabs a bottle of water from somewhere nearby, puts in a little bottle of uh, headache medicine right next to the door. I left some medicine outside the door with a bottle of water and then runs to catch up with the others. Yeah, and uh, you are trying to figure out the scheduling. And uh, yeah, you think you can manage to do some deep sea diving and uh, still getting done uh, by the time of going to and still manage to go to the ferry. So... What is it that you want to do? All right. Well, we've got a schedule. We're wanted everywhere. I mean, you two looks at both of them. You'll be. I mean, Johnny, what's your plan? You're the man with the plan. Um, I mean, I figure let's, you know, just enjoy the beach for a little bit. And then uh, we'll, you know, take a uh, take a taxi into town. Just hit the market and we can kind of ferry. Sorry, hit it. Thank you. I will take the ferry into town. Just, uh, you know, around the market, see see what's interesting and lay stuff out for a spread. I turn and look at the two and just you two will be fine on your own, right? No, I went to go deep diving or through farm dick. At least we expect it to be around. Alright. Oh, I hate this sentence. Look at the two other responsible adults. Listen, that's accurate for me. Uh, you know what? John stops, looks off in the middle distance for a second, just gets real quiet and just actually, why don't we all go deep sea dive? And then we'll come back and we'll figure out where to go from there. Yeah, sounds good. Yep. I'm, I'm down for it. That'll, that'll take most of the morning and then we'll figure out what we're going to do in the afternoon. All right. Well, most of the of the afternoon, then it's the evening because you just had lunch. Early lunch, but still lunch. We had first lunch. 
We're gonna have second lunch in a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then dinner to follow. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, assuming then that I would have told Voidwalk the correct, we'll be walking late afternoon, early evening on the beach. Because I'm not disappointing that child. All right. So we get to you going to learn how to deep sea dive. So you are on a boat off the coast and you are receiving uh, instruction. And uh, so (laughs) which of you have experience diving? IRL or in character? In character. Definitely not Joachim. Like maybe diving to shallow waters, but not deep sea diving. Definitely not with self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. John Doe probably does from both lives, but I'm also going to point out, doesn't Yokeep have like superhuman vitality? Because they might just be able to hold their breath. Yeah. I think Johnny probably has some some background in diving. He gets a little freaked out sometimes by very deep water, but uh, he still has he, he has all of the all of the requisite licenses and what have you. So the instructor is teaching you and a bunch of other tourists the, the procedures and they are very excited. Oh, we just find out a new interesting ruin. We are showing out to our visitors. Uh, it seems to be from the 5th century. It seems to be Greek. It's very interesting. And as you're going to, to this litany, you recognize two familiar, well, one familiar face, Albipol, wearing a ta- the tolerated Thai diving suit with a sword hanging from there. Oh, well, well, well. Like, it is not my favorite couple. Oh my god, Albi! Anyway, I, you got so away so fast from Japan. I never, I never managed to introduce you to them. And uh, she points to a woman next to her. Hi, this is Sandra Paul. And uh, she extends her hand and shakes it. Yes, Albi talked about about you. Yeah, we. I mean, it, it was it was our time in Japan was so nice. Yeah, it seems like you help a chat. I um, I just want to say that Johnny has immediately just focused completely on this and is very worried that he's going to have to physically restrain John at some point, and he's he's very nervous about that. Wait, well, is Chad doing better? What's going on with Chad? Oh yes, uh, he, he's now on Malta. He's called Mover there, so. He's been writing often. It seems that uh, the environment is doing better for them there. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear. Unfortunately, I, Voidwalker was feeling a little ill. Uh, she had to stay at the room. Who? Fuck, what was her cover name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to remember my cover name too. Like, oh no. Hold on. I wrote him in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will also say, I think. I think I don't think John in character would have referred to her as Voidwalker to Albie. In all honesty, to to be real fair, I, John John might have because he figures your our cover was fucking blown. I I mean like I wouldn't be surprised if he like took a second to like lagged on it and then like was just like and then after a noticeable pause like said the name that we gave her. 
I have an equally good save. Just oh, she's trying on a new. You know how, you know how teens with powers are. They have to try on a couple of different names before they pick one. Uh, Alyssa. Oh, so she had powers. Albert Paulson is very indignant. So that explains a lot. Oh, none that would have helped her beat Chad. Believe me. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. John just his smile cracks for a second, and you can hear the audible glass shattering. He's just. Otherwise, Albie, you know, I don't want to ruin this trip with such ugly talk. What brings you here? Oh, you know, I would shout out of the home. This is the first time that we get to have a proper vacation in eight years. And Sandra goes, oh, it's already been eight years. Hmm. Yes, honey, it's not like all of us get to travel for work. Some have to stay at home. Oh, it's such a burden when they have to travel to work. But it lets us live the lifestyle we aspire to. Mm, it's not that true. <laughs> anyway, see you underwater. Sure thing. At this point, Yokin comes out as they're leaving in a diving suit that is just a tad too small for them. As soon as they're below water, John Doe just very calmly making sure there's no radio that can over him. Just why do they vex me so? That's their yuppie tools. I don't know, buddy. They really seem to. They seem to sort of really get your goat specifically. Hey, just, you know, just stay frosty. I feel like they might try to just murder you when we get under the water. M- murder them first. I've killed more scuba divers underwater than you've eaten. I can't even think of witty repartee right now. I'm so upset. I'm going to choose not to dig too much into that because that sounds pretty horrifying, honestly. Um, just, you know, head on a swivel is all I'm saying. Yokim, you look great. Uh, you might want to get one one size up. They didn't have it. Okay. Well, let me help you get the tank on. So you go underneath and uh, are already struggling a bit, but uh, you help them go around and uh, you manage to find the ruins. And yes, there is a lot of sunken ships around and what seems to be an old port that has been swallowed by the sea. And uh, you see a massive dark shape moving in between the ruins. The quick question, can we talk? Is there a radio or is this all sign? I'm pretty sure that you can talk. For sure, you have some kind of uh, uh, higher man tech foot that works also underwater. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, for sure. It's like... So I have a question. Is this Atlantis? Did we find Atlantis? Legally, you have to tell us if we found Atlantis or else it's entrapment. No, it's not Atlantis. Atlantis is in the Atlantic. This is the Adriatic Sea. All right. Okay. Don't, don't, listen, don't come at me with your logic. Plus, you know, I mean, Highwayman found Atlantis two fishing trips ago. All right. So the machine shape seems to be some kind of mecha tank. Wait a minute. And you see what seems to be a lunar rover with a knife moving in between the ruins. Escorted by two mores. Oh, hell. Y'all recognize that, right? I didn't know Philip was here. I didn't either. I mean, let's go over and say hi. It's that's the only reasonable thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you see the massive mecha suit and Philip darting inside and he seems to be tagging laser beacons to different parts of the ruins. 
I have like a little, there's not like a screen on it, but there's like a little uh, handheld, almost like radio control wheel that is, it is waterproof by design, uh, but it, I, we can use it to tap our like chatting, like our, 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 our chat frequency. Um, I use it to tap into whatever Philip is on. I say, I gotta tell you, Philip, it looks like you're, uh, looks like you're doing, doing a lot better. What you, what you checking out down here? This is a cool little, cool little ruin. This my find. Go away. Oh, I mean, I'm not gonna take it from you. I just, I would love to hear you talk about it. Just sort of one academic to another. I'm stealing this ruin and salvage it for its ancient science. You know, Philip, it's. I'm glad to see you back on the horse. I mean. You know that, that's actually a great. I am. It does. It does seem like you're like you're doing a lot better, and I'm I'm happy to see that. You know, you could just like sort of. Uh, have you been taking your meds, Philip? I mean, you really need to keep on that, even if you feel good. Pertinent question. Yes, yes, but again, this is under the seat. This is not telling it well, or I'm taking it. It's mine now. Well, we're kind of here with the dive uh, tourist department, or. Yeah, this is just tourism. Well, it's not the tourists have no right than I do. And you know that if they found anything valuable, they will just destroy it. Oh, that's true. Look, I 100% agree. Our two kids are trying to explore this. It's their first time deep sea diving. Can you wait to teleport until we're done? Yeah, fine. Ah, most curious. You hear a voice echoing in your head. I told Y'all were all about destroying uh, priceless underwater treasures. And to turn it around and you see Grigori floating on a bubble of uh, poor heat protecting them from the underwater. Hey, do, do you know Philip? No, he never had the pleasure. What's it with the witch? Oh! Not the witch, I'm a sorcerer. Philip? Be Gregory? Also known, uh, Greater Porpoise, Meet Red Hex. Uh, we know them from work. Yeah, yeah. The last uh, underwater treasure that uh, I found, this uh, tree destroyed it. Because uh, they found it to be too dangerous for the moon world. Yes, it was too dangerous. You should not mess with dead gods. I want to just point out, when you said that sentence out loud, just nothing, that didn't missing a lot of context yeah that didn't that didn't register to you it's just like then that makes a lot of sense it's just like there wasn't sort of that last step there it's, i'm just saying it's it, it was like a good reason i don't know philip says you know whenever i hear something will destroy a civilization as we know it uh, my first thought is it's about fucking time fucking time yes i stafford loved to say that but it wasn't just civilization, it was the chance of reality. And not reality as a construct, reality as in physics and gravity and... Well, the more the fate, you know, the tapestry of fate could have been totally, like, messed up and, you know, things happen that should not happen, you know, all that stuff, yeah. And Gregory rolls their eyes, please. Like I'm gonna listen to bullshit about fight about you freaking hypocrites. You two literally disrupted the prophecy on Iraq. I know all about that. I look into your work after that. And then you use the argument about fate. So I guess when the fate is inconvenient to you, 
then uh, yeah, ignore that. Ignore fate. Let's go. Just go about fate and the black sun, right? You know what? Yes. Yeah, you're kind of just describing like human nature. If somebody said you were destined to run out of air down here, and you could take it out of an abandoned air tank, yeah, you you should take the abandoned air tank. If somebody said, "Hey, you're going to run out of air down here," is it right to steal an air tank from someone? Yeah, what the other? You want to get dinner? Are you here for the meeting? No, I'm not here for the meeting. I'm here because I think there is a lost little that got here, and I'm trying to open my way to it again. You're gonna stop me this time too? I don't know, Phil. How do you feel about it? And Phil's like, "What do you mean a god?" Oh yeah, there's like there's gods and stuff. It's like a whole thing. Some of them are dead. Some of them are. Some of them are dead. Some of them own a disco tech. I don't know how to feel about you messing with my ruins, Philip says, and not your ruins, fish. Whoa. Okay. Well. Okay. First. First of all. First of all, not acceptable. Uh, he's not a fish. Uh, he is first of all a porpoise. Second of all, he is clearly a thinking, speaking individual with agency and sapience. That's not an acceptable way to talk about. You know, so like Philip is a is a porpoise, but is also a person. So maybe let's show that level of sort of base respect here as we have a conversation like adults. Okay, how about we cooperate then? Philip proposes. I can make sure that categorize everything and you sort out the mystical stuff, like technological stuff, and we compile what we can say. Hmm. Do I get to unleash demons to terrify the tourists? Hell yeah! I would rather you not do that. Sort. I mean, listen. Everybody here is just trying to have a nice. No, no, no. That sounds like fun. No, no, no. He's got a point. As long as our tour group can finish, we will in fact give these people above a warning that there's something spooky down here. Very well. Uh, you look cool. Don't come into the water tomorrow. Uh, all right. Also, both of you should steer clear of her, of those two ladies. As John points at the pools. Yeah, and uh, you turn around and Albi Pool has pulled out Excalibur and just smashed the lunar model into two. And the Moores are crying. The fucking British. Goddamn Brits. Y'all can interact with that thing that's going on over there however you like. Carte blanche, do whatever. Or just we will we will turn a blind eye on this one. No. Let's I, I'm gonna signal that we should go up. We can we can talk, John. No, I'm signaling the pools that we should go up. Oh yeah, no, I don't want to talk to them. Well, we can talk to the pools. They might be even be on the same frequency. Or we, no, we're not. Did you? No. 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 No, they're not. I won't allow that. I don't want to listen. This is a nice sort of piece of technology that I've made. I don't want to listen to them just prattle on for the length of our dive. Good point. We're having a reasonable conversation over here like adults about dead gods and, and who gets to own an ancient ruin. But if I have to listen to people talk about being British, that's where I draw the line. I'm still curious if she ever found those the scabbard. I don't think so. And she has a scabbard right there. Oh, uh, shit. yeah. Avoid her. I, I do tell Philip and, and Red Hex just avoid her. Uh, she's got Excalibur. And the scabbard. Oh shit, she has a scabbard? Yes. Oh, we're gonna come back tomorrow. Bye! Okay, then we can retract me signaling we need to go up. Instead, we're just gonna enjoy our time in the ruins. Very well, then. 
Crimson Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Radio. Joaquin Jarv, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlaxer. They can be found at SGCA Delaysec on Instagram and Young Space Dead on Twitter. They are largely imperceived. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at Judge the Barbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettel and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Itchio or co-writing Split Roll. Citadel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast because a friend told us about it.